0: Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to NJSBA's Blog Talk Radio program, Conversations on New Jersey Education, a program dedicated to creating a conversation among those of us in the education community, and beyond on important education issues. I hope you feel free to join in on the conversation today. Uh, my name is Ray Pinney. I'll be your host this afternoon. Today, as normal, we will not only be taking your phone calls, but we also have our chat room open if you want to send a, ask a question to our guest. Uh, Michael will be monitoring the switchboard and the chat room to call in, dial one 1- three four seven nine eight nine eight nine oh four and when you're ready to make a comment or ask a question press one and that will indicate on my switchboard that you're ready to ask a question uh and if you're listening on the computer uh uh when you get on the phone line you may have to turn the computer down because they're not synchronized um you know uh one of the things that's very difficult to talk about is um our um Uh, race relations, gender, socioeconomic, and class issues. What would happen if you took over 200 students and teachers from one county, from every high school in the county, and put them together to talk about these issues? Well, that happened in Mercer County not that long ago. Uh, They called the Day of Dialogue. And uh, this afternoon we'll be talking with some of the organizers and the participants of that Day of Dialogue. Uh, I'm pleased to have with us uh, three people, Tom Smith. Dr. Tom Smith, the superintendent from Hopewell Valley. Welcome, Tom. Are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Tom. Uh and also I have uh Crystal Edwards who is the superintendent in the Lawrence Township School District. Welcome, Crystal. Thank you. Uh and also Jessica Sancata who is the assistant principal of the Lawrence Township High School. Uh welcome, Jessica.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: No, uh, my this is my pleasure. Uh, uh, Well, before we get started, uh, Tom, just uh, tell us a little bit about Hopewell Valley, uh, how long you've been there, just very briefly, uh, and the size of the district.
2: Sure. Hopewell Valley is located in uh, Mercer County, New Jersey. I've been there for seven years as superintendent. Um, We have about 3,500 students. And in terms of demographics, one of our challenges is um, we are uh, predominantly Uh, white versus uh, the other races and uh, somewhere in the upper 80s to 90 percent.
0: Okay, and Crystal, a little bit about Lawrence Township.
3: Sure, we're also in Mercer County and I have been the superintendent for five years and in the district for 10. Uh, We have about 4,000 students and unlike my very close neighbor Hopewell, we have a very diverse population, uh, which we've seen change over the last 10 years. We're about 45% white, 18% Asian, 16% black, 5%, or 16% Hispanic, and 5% two or more races. So we have what I like to call the Model UN District that oh. we're very proud about.
0: Uh, and I'm just – I didn't add it up in my head, but I hope they all add it up to 100%. Um, yes. Jessica. <laughs> Jessica, uh, how long you been you're the assistant principal uh, How long you been at Lawrence Township High School?
1: This is my fourth year at Lawrence High School.
0: Okay, and how long have you been teaching and in education?
1: Uh, this is my sixteenth year in education. Uh, I taught for eight years and then have been in administration at different levels and in different states um, for the past seven years or eight years.
0: Okay, uh, Tom, I'm going to probably start with you, and then, Crystal, I know you'll probably – how did – you know, I briefly went over the idea of the Day of Dialogue, but how did that come about uh, where you decided uh, the superintendents in uh, Mercer County to try this?
2: Um, So it started with the conversation, and it started with the conversation in my home district. Um, I grew up in uh, neighboring Ewing. And I worked in West Windsor Plainsboro for 15 years. So I've seen different parts of the county. And when I was having a conversation with one of my colleagues, um, they were surprised that I grew up in Ewing. Um, and, you know, I am very proud of growing up in Ewing. Um, but in terms of the diversity, um, they were they were surprised at the, how diverse that the county had become and how undiverse, I guess, for lack of a better term, that Hopewell was. And and when I held a focus group with some students talking about some of the challenges that they felt um, were facing us going forward, they felt that their, and they used the term, the bubble that they were brought up in isn't really reflective of the surrounding communities um, that their friends are in and certainly their friends online are in. Um, so it started with the conversation about what if we could get a group of students, a group of high school students from... My high school, Hopewell Central High School, with um, students from Trenton and/or Ewing, and just have a conversation about things that they're they're facing. Because one of the things that we talked about was that I think that everybody is in a bubble. Um, you know, we have a number of districts in the in the. In our community or in our county, um, all kind of operate in little silos, and we, we, to my knowledge, never really got other than athletics got an opportunity to bring kids together. Um, So I had a conversation at that time with the then superintendent of Trenton, asking him if he'd be willing to or interested in doing it, and he said absolutely. But something that really struck me was he said, "Well, I don't want to make this about." you know, kids coming in from another district and saying, this is how great our life is. Um, you should right. be like us because he said something very important and uh, having a mother who grew up in Trenton, I, I agree with that. Their the folks are very proud of the, of their area and their schools and their um, and their town, no matter really where you're from. So it started with that. Um, and then, I am friendly with a number of superintendents in the county, uh, Crystal being one of them. And we just started to have the conversation one day about this idea, and then each superintendent said, "Well, I'd like to be involved in that." "Well, I'd like to be involved in that." And it was really, I think, what we learned was everybody was waiting to have this conversation. It just took, you know, one idea to, to push it forward, and that was. You know just bringing a group of kids together and having conversations, and then all the other pieces started to to fall into place
0: uh crystal when it, now your your bubble's different uh your district's bubble's a little bit different than uh tom's uh bubble um What was your thoughts when it was first brought up uh, and why did you uh well, join
3: We were really excited when Tom brought up the idea um What he discussed as their experience in Hopewell was actually what our district had been going through over the last 10 years. Like I said, our demographics changed right in front of my face since I've been here, going from Mm -hmm. 70% white to about 45% white. Um, So we were dealing with these issues in our schools, and we had been proactive in bringing in programs to work with our students, to work with our teachers in our schools, and we have been pretty successful But some of the things that we've tried, um, so branching out to the county and doing it countywide was very uh, appealing for us, and I had no problems in convincing my staff that this is something that we definitely wanted to be a part of, and we thought it would be helpful for us and that we could learn a little bit more about diversity and ways to really make our school system and our educational community better for, for all involved. So we were excited um, and very supportive, and actually supportive going forward uh, working with this initiative.
0: Um, uh, Tom, once you had the, you seem to have to go ahead from the superintendents. I, I guess the board supported their superintendent's decision on, on this, and it, then it was just a, a, a matter of uh, coordinating your efforts and the logistics
2: exactly that's really what it it came down to because I think everybody was supportive of the idea um but what is the idea um and that's really where we put together a planning committee um and we invited really anybody who wanted to, to come in terms of the county of the superintendents um so um most of the if not all the superintendents participated in the in I think we probably had about 10 planning committee meetings um, they either they did that or they sent a representative. Also involved was Ryder University who hosted the day. Um, they donated the room, um, and they would come in also um, in terms of that. Once we, we had the idea, um, then we started talking about how we do it specifically. So we had the, the idea of, okay, so we wanted to bring students together from each high school in the county. Okay, how many? Um, you know, five seemed too little, 20 seemed too much. So we kind of settled on 10, and we had a lot of debate about whether should it be all ninth and 10th graders, because they're going to be the ones who are there longest to impact their school, because we really wanted to see this as not a one-off, that we wanted to bring the students back together, whether annually or or twice a year or something like that. Um, But we said, okay, so we we, we settled on this group. um, And then we had a lot of discussion about, oh, okay, um, should seniors be involved? Because they're, you know, this is going to take place in February, they're going to leave the school. And we finally agreed that we should have a representative sample from um, each high school um, and each grade level. So we ended up with three freshmen, three sophomores, two juniors, two seniors, and then five staff members because that also came out of the conversation is if you want to make this sustainable, if you really want to impact the culture, students are with each of us in our high school traditionally for about four years. Um, Some are with us a little longer, um, but the staff are really responsible for ensuring that the culture continues, so we wanted to get staff members um, involved in that also.
0: Uh, I should, uh, for our listeners who are not familiar with Mercer County, I probably should add this. You had every district participate, but every district, with the exception of the county vocational, uh, is a K-12 district in Mercer County, which is, I think, the only county in the state that has that. Uh, Is that correct?
2: As far as we know, and and we've talked a little bit about this um, throughout the the county and state, um, and I don't know of any other county that has all k twelve. District, so we are unique in
0: that. Uh, Crystal, uh, uh, Tom talked about um, getting the cross section. How did your district go about? Was there a form? I don't think there was a format that every that the group came up with. That each district came up with their own uh, way of trying to get a cross section of their student body. Uh, how did uh, Lawrence do that?
3: Well, we we thought it was important to make sure that we actually represented the diversity that within our schools, um, so the first thing that I did was not make the decision, and I actually gave that decision to my building principal and to Jessica Sincata because they work with the children day in and day out. And it really was taking a look at our student body and being purposeful in not picking, you know, all of the children who are on student council or your best athletes or your most popular kids, but really getting some children who we thought Not only would they benefit from the experience, but that participation would be so powerful that when they went back to school, they would be a force um, to talk about this with other students and to also carry it forward. So I'm extremely pleased with how my high school team came up with um, the students and the staff to participate, and that it did really represent a nice diversity and cross-section of students and they didn't all agree they didn't all know each other um, but the one thing that they did have in common was they had a respect for one another and a respect for the process and they understood the importance of it um, and what it would do for us so so you know really really pleased in terms of how that worked out
0: Uh, Jessica you weren't there when the grand idea comes, and superintendents always have great ideas. Uh, so they come to you. And what was your initial reaction as a staff member? Is like, was it excitement? Was it uh, a little nervous? Yeah. Well,
1: um, actually, Mr. Adam, the principal, forwarded the email from Dr. Edwards to the three assistant principals. And I'm not sure if I was just quickest on the draw that day, but I said, I would like to, to be a part of this in whatever way you see fit. Um and so he said, Okay, you can oversee it. Because I've been a part of the some of the programs we've brought in over the past few years to bring together our student our student body. Um and I I do work with kids, you know, every day, in and out, get to see them in the classroom, get to see the best and the worst sometimes. Uh in in our kids and and with that, can get a full picture of what our students can offer. Uh, I wanted to jump at the chance to take some of our kids to one, have the time to talk amongst themselves, but then take a look around what I thought was going to be a pretty big room to see the rest of the county and say, look, these are other students in your same shoes, just in a different district, wanting to have these same conversations. So that then when they do go see a, you know, another student on the field, on the court, um, wherever that might be, because as Dr. Smith said, that's usually where our kids see each other is through athletics. They might see a familiar face that they met in another way, or they got to see across the room and identify with as being part of something unique and special that happened um, during the day of dialogue. Uh,
0: Tom, uh, we heard how Crystal did it. Uh, were you satisfied just in your observation that the districts really got a good cross representation of their students and and actually their, I guess their faculty too. Uh, so that we, you had those 10 students really represented the high schools very well.
2: Yes. Um, I think so. And one of the challenges I think we're experiencing now is that more students want to be involved. So we're talking about how we actually, we, we do that, but the, um, you know, our goal was simple. It's just as Crystal said, we we wanted a, a cross section of their student population. We didn't want all the the kids from student council. We didn't want all the kids from athletics. Um, and in some, in my conversations with some of the principals and superintendents that were there, some of them. Um, advanced the idea to a couple of kids. Some of them personally invited some students they thought that would be helpful. And it was important, again, kind of as Crystal said, that we we wanted to provide an opportunity for students to be in a safe, supportive environment, but also challenge their way of thinking. So you had students who had, you know, very strong opinions one way or another um, about, you know, all of this stuff. And I think one of the presidential um candidates who's running now seem to, to polarize folks in different ways um, you know in, in my group in particular you know I had a, a kid who was a staunch Republican and, and really speaking about how um, we shouldn't be opening our borders um, to other students and then other kids in our group were talking about yeah but we all that's what the America what America is about we all got here from someplace else um, and it coming that, that student kind of came around at the end of the day um, and really understood um, where other people's opinions and, and views in a really positive and, and, and interactive way. And I think that was our goal out of this also.
0: Um, now, you, Crystal, you said it, and Jessica, I think you said it, and I think all three of you, actually. You bring ten students, you have a cross-section, and you want them to get to talk about these, a lot of these issues, but you can't really jump right into that. So, uh, because they don't even know each other from the same high school, let alone people from other high schools. How did you kind of uh, start the day to get people to feel comfortable to discuss this?
3: Well, <clears throat> I'd like to credit Abby Atias, um, although she's not on this phone call with us, but they did a really good job of having icebreaker activities. To sort of set the tone and get people to relax, to open up, to feel safe, and have conversations with each other. She also had some ways to say, you know, when you didn't feel safe or when you felt like, you know, the conversation was too much. So the morning we spent really working on skills on how to communicate and how to create that safe space and when to take a breather and what does that look like so that kids wouldn't feel like you know they, they, it was risky or they, they couldn't say what they felt. Um, and I thought that that was orchestrated very well and it was so important for that to happen um, because it could have gone really bad without that structure. But once we had that structure in place, then I think it allowed for people to open up and communicate. The activities that we did, that we participated in, they were wonderful prompts for starting those conversations and, I mean, they were quick, they were simple to follow and you could do something as look at, look at a picture and just give your opinion and pass it to the person who's directly across from you. So even the way the activities were structured created some a safe environment to begin that dialogue. And, you know, kudos to the adults that were there, particularly my high school team, because they just wrapped around the kids and made sure that those conversations stayed at a level where, yes, we want your honest opinion and we want you to feel comfortable, but we also want to keep it respectful um, within Mm -hmm. this conversation. So I think that both the adults and the activities, the way the day was structured worked out very, very well.
0: Uh, Just for our listeners, Abby is with, uh, you gave her a a kudos, but you didn't say where she was with and that she was one of your partners. Is
3: it the Center for Effective Schools? Supportive. Supportive
0: school. Support Thank of you. Yeah. So uh, that was one of the, Tom. That was one of the other partners that you had in this process was uh, uh, Abby in her group.
2: Correct. Um, and you mentioned that Superintendents are are good with ideas, um, and then we a lot of times need help making those ideas come to fruition. Um, so we reached out to the Center for Supportive Schools. They've done a lot of work in the county with something called Campaign Connect, um, and they were instrumental in the kind of the peer mediation movement back in the 90s. Um, they do a lot of work on school culture um, and developing an effective school culture. So they they were really excited um, to be part of this challenge and, and trying to to m- make this happen. So as Crystal had said, you know we had the idea. Um They came up with the the exercises for for each thing. I'd also like to say that we we in the beginning we wanted to have a keynote speaker um as part of this, and we talked about um big names and you know national people, and we were searching for grants and things for that but really um somebody who locally um landed in our lap in a in a very good way was somebody named Eugene Marsh. And he is um, has an incredible backstory. Um, he's currently working on his master's at Rider, but he was one of the first people um, to integrate his high school in South Carolina in the '60s. Um, and his um, he's an African American man, and he actually he had a cross burned on his lawn, and he talked. Um, about that to this this open room um, and shared his backstory and you could hear a pin drop and his story was so compelling and really encouraged the students and the staff members um, to make this work a, a focal point of their their high school career, but also to um, you know, realize how important this work was, and something I thought that was really poignant part of the day was that during our lunch break that there was probably 25, 30 students lined up just to shake Eugene's hand um, because he was he was such an effective speaker, but his story was so compelling um, and it really made a big difference I think in, in setting the tone and putting himself where the students are and putting the students uh, where he is and it was really a nice opening throughout the day, also it laid, you know, really important groundwork.
0: So uh, you started with icebreakers and some, t- uh, I guess, your conversations kind of built up to be a little bit more tougher uh, uh, as you as people got to know each other and got comfortable with the process of, of talking. They had a nice uh, motor, uh, speaker, keynote speaker. Uh, what were some of the things that you observed among the students? And Jessica, going to start with you because you you were more hands-on. Uh, what were some of the, and the staff, that were involved?
1: Um, a big piece of ours, we we did look for students who would be willing to be comfortable speaking their mind and also have an open mind to hear others um, and have empathy. That being said, it's one thing to do that with your peers. It's another to do that with teachers sitting next to you, and we were mixed up where it wasn't teachers on one side and students on the other side of a circle, but um, intermixed, right? So when you have a staff member sitting next to you, one of whom might be your administrator, not even your social studies teacher, and yet you're asked to describe something, you know, a memory from your childhood um, and some even deeper conversations a bit later, you definitely uh, we had to take some time with that and give a lot of non-verbals our staff was very good about that of uh, just having an open body language so the kids knew that there wasn't it wasn't a place of judgment and we would assume that that's what they would think correct you know you're going to this and these staff members want to attend I didn't I asked and they gladly accepted but with that their the entire um, way they presented themselves to the students, opened lines of communication. So that was a big piece that our, the adults in the in the circle, they had to be aware of that to set up the conversation so that we could move to um, pieces of, let me tell you a little bit about myself. Let me pick this object out of a box or draw a picture of something that tells you about one of the, the first bigger concepts we talked about was, when did you realize you were different from others? And that mm. everyone has their story to tell, and that was emphasized as well. So you got to tell a little bit of your story. And so that made the adults in the circle a bit vulnerable. They had to show some vulnerability to some 14-year-old and 17-year-old students, and that put everyone on equal playing, uh, an equal playing field which then just set the stage for, after lunch, some even deeper conversations that we look forward to carrying on here at Lawrence High School.
0: Uh, you know, we didn't talk about it. How were the staff members selected? Uh, Crystal, how about in your district?
3: Um, again, I allowed my, um, my administrative team to select the staff, but we had members from our guidance staff. We had members from our social studies um, staff. We had different races um, selected. So the same process that we took with the students, we wanted to make sure we also used with the staff. We had relatively new staff members who've been here just a couple years, and staff members who know the history of Lawrence who were also here. Um, and even to the degree that you know I was there, my principal was there, but really um, Jessica was the one that, that managed the, the group so that we had that kind of diversity as well amongst the administrative staff. So it wasn't just all of the heads of the administration, but the kids really could see that it was a mix of all of us and that we were all involved and all really care deeply about this topic. Uh,
0: What were some of the, Tom, I'll ask you, and others can chime in, what were the reactions as they went through at the end of the day, I guess, for the staff members? What did they feel um, uh, about the, the day?
2: I could say um, we started out being very nervous. We are, I think when everybody walked into the room, um, there was concern. Where the you know because these are important and powerful conversations, and I underscore, underscore that it wasn't just about race. These were you know talking about religion, sexuality, um, class, all of that stuff. So, and we have been trained as educators really not to bring these topics up. Um, so there, there was a lot of nerves going into it, and I think at the end there was a lot of relief and a lot of. I think the the feedback that I got from everybody was that our staff and our students were so appreciative of the opportunity, but also were very impressed with each other. Um, and you know, when you put nine uh, ninth graders in a room, you know, as Crystal said, we have ninth graders and 12th graders. We're, we're worried about, are, are the students prepared? Are they ready for this conversation? Are these conversations? Um, and staff members who have been in the district for a long time who might have preconceived notions um, about things. But it was really, I think everybody walked away with a feeling of this was a powerful conversation and the feedback that we got from everybody really who attended is we want to do this again
0: they it
2: was really kind of like uncapping the the bottle and letting the genie out people had this pent-up want to have this conversation and we we opened the bottle and now the responsibility on on us in our own home districts and i think throughout the county is to keep the conversation going because we've i think we we've Taken the the opening salvo, and now we need to really do our due diligence to make sure that we continue with these conversations. Because I know that they, they, from everyone I speak to, they're occurring in, in districts and in pockets, and our ultimate goal is to uh, bring everybody back together um, and continue the conversation again.
0: So, uh, just will ask you, and I think Tom alluded to it. We he said, and I, I believe. The adults we really try to steer away from these conversations many times uh, particularly with kids but kids are probably having these conversations anyway uh, uh is that what you observe in the classroom and in the hallways uh students are having this but this is the first time we had like a facilitated uh dialogue including adults
3: well
1: as we talked about at the beginning lawrence is a bit of a different district than hopewell just in that we we have uh, elementary schools, but then all of our students come together at Lawrence Intermediate School, which is a four through six building. And so although our elementary schools are the, much more of the traditional neighborhood school, where everyone lives locally, at fourth grade, all of the students begin to you know sit in a classroom with students who might live on the other side of town, um, didn't go to their elementary school, and, look different than they do and at fourth grade and sometimes in, at the senior year as well it's about looking different um, maybe we're not being different but we look different and so our students and our teachers have to start having those conversations at a very early age so by the time they get to high school a lot of our students especially if there are students k-12 have been having those conversations with each other and with our, our staff um, because of a couple of programs we've brought in here at the high school, where um, we we have students and staff again meeting together, spending an entire day or two together outside of the classroom, having very of the what some people would say very hard conversations. Because we've done that um, several times over the past few years, our staff. I think it's much more comfortable than, than other schools because of our makeup and because mm-hmm. we've been um, pushing programs that, are, uh, that force us to have those conversations. So Lawrence is, is a bit different in that way. Students do have the conversations, but, but not in the same way as they may have 10 years ago when it was an initial change. Our, our kids are different, and different is the normal here. And that's a great, a great part of Lawrence. So the next step for us, really, with Day of Dialogue, where our kids, our kids articulated this, I couldn't form the thought in my head. One of the students said, "In the past, we've talked about how we feel personally. Day of Dialogue made us talk about our school and some mm. of the systematic pieces of our school that maybe are not right, don't feel right, are unfair." need to be looked at are really good. So you know, using their words. That's how they put it together. And I smiled and I looked right at the student and I said, Oh my gosh, you said what I've trying I've been trying to form in my head all morning long. Um, some of our past programs were very individual where this was school based. Let's take a step outside of ourselves and look at our classrooms, look at our programs, and look at our community and how can we improve that and have focused conversations on those topics,
0: um, Tom, you talked about it uh, that you didn't want this to be a one-shot deal. Um, how do you move on from this? Because uh, it sounds like everyone had a positive experience. Uh, actually, let me backtrack. <clears throat> it sounds like for for this one day, since people from the same high school didn't all know each other, they didn't know they probably didn't even know all the teachers. They, they may have known their faces, but they didn't know all of them you spent most of the day people within their own school district or talking for the most part with people from their own school district because they had to get to know those people first. Is that correct? Correct. Uh, and so then, do you, um,
2: I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. You just, you follow then.
2: Um, so, you know, our first idea was how do we get all the the students together and kind of cross pollinate and, and have conversations um, but that's really where the center for supportive schools provided us real strong feedback about you know this is a journey because you know lawrence is far ahead of many other districts um in terms of their work in starting to have these conversations and if you read anything in the media west windsor plainsboro is going through some unique challenges on their own as is East Windsor, and as is, you know, all the schools in the county are kind of going through their own little challenges, and are at different spots in their development in terms of this. Um, so we really thought it was important to to start and make sure that kids felt comfortable amongst themselves, and com- comfortable with with everybody else. Um, and you know, the next spot is. You know, at the end of the day, we started the the cross pollination or them interacting with other schools um in the county um I think that was really uh, good advice because had we gone right into these the, the real challenging conversations and really starting to dissect not only their school but other schools, I think it wouldn't have been as positive, so we do see this as an evolution and you know, our hope is we're going to bring together the planning group again in the next couple of weeks to plan out a fall event. We also are working with the of Center for Supportive Schools um, to submit a grant to develop a diversity institute where the county, and this could potentially be housed at Ryder University, where you know it's not just limited to these 10 students. That as schools are working through this, they could send groups of students over to, um, you know, a a Ryder university or some other host and go through a day-long process similar to this, and also host their own school-based day of dialogue. Um, And that's something that we're looking at um, doing, going over, um, going forward, because, as everyone else was saying, it's it's really now all in this conversation within our own homeschool about, oh, I've identified things that I think our school could be better if we did this, or this is how I feel sometimes um, in the comments. And that was probably one of the most powerful parts of the day was we got to a point where kids were asked to identify the unspeakables, and they were the things that – go on in their school, but no one really talks about. Um, and when we gave students an opportunity to really voice those those areas, that's where I think a lot of the work came out. Um, and, you know, they, they often say, you know, you kind of have to take care of your own house before you go out and take others. As Lawrence was doing and is continuing to do, we also, I think in all the other districts, we need to make sure that our districts and our, our high schools are in a good spot so this work can continue and all the students can have the dia- you know, effective dialogue.
0: Um, Crystal, was there any, uh, on those unspeakables from your perspective, was there anything that surprised you uh, when stud- students started talking about some of these things?
3: Our kids, when they got to the unspeakables, they would have rather started with the unspeakables, given the work that we've been doing in Lawrence. And there just really wasn't enough time to speak about the unspeakables. Um, Almost nothing shocks us in Lawrence. Uh, You know, (laughs) I'm almost proud to say that almost nothing shocks us, that we are very open and very tolerant um, to listening to kids and listening to staff, um, which is a good thing. Uh, nowadays Um, and I would like to say that you know a lot of the work that we've done with our character education program all seven schools are schools of character our district is a national district of character I think that had a lot to do with how our kids and our staff received the day participated in the day and that level of understanding because we work very very hard on kindness tolerance, understanding, perspective, and all of those skills we do it day in and day out, and not just with the students and the teachers, but, you know, the nurse's office on the athletic field. We do it with the Board of Education. They're very supportive, and with our parents and our families. So the unspeakables, um, when the students started to talk about them and when they started to mention them, you know, they are issues that we still have and issues that we need to address and explore Further, but I think the kids are comfortable in talking to us about mm-hmm. them, and I think what for them the most exciting part is actually being able to do something about the about the unspeakables and feeling empowered that they can do something and that they have control over these things. Uh,
1: if, if I can, I would just like to follow sure. up um, because what when you ended when the day ended. Uh, with the activity of the unspeakables, that's exactly where we're picking up here at Lawrence because we okay. didn't get to discuss everyone's unspeakable that they submitted. Everybody said, "Can we meet again so we can finish talking about them?" So that was the perfect segue to back at our school. This is we will we will meet all of us together as many people as can, and and read the rest of those cards and discuss if need be, just let it sit and we can mull mull that over. Um, And with our next steps, some of ours are interaction unspeakables but some of those are some systematic um, issues that were brought up. So out of our next steps here at Lawrence High School then, we can identify students who have a firm belief or passion for maybe a couple of those that then could lead some small committees that maybe a staff member would like to be involved in, maybe that's something I would work directly with them, um, if changes can come out of that based on what they're seeing. And so that's, that's how we're taking the day and implementing it directly back to Lawrence High School
0: uh Tom, I should uh, cuz there's board members listening they always want to know uh how much something cost uh and what was the resources needed uh my understanding it was kind of like a field trip for i guess 15 16 people uh so you needed and you had donations from Ryder and you partnered with the with the Center for Support of Schools uh and your lunch was even donated right
2: Yes, Robert Wood Johnson Hamilton donated uh, lunch. They wanted to be involved in the beginning. And, you know, to feed uh, 200 people for a day, especially hungry teenagers, it was something that we were very appreciative of them doing it. <laughs> that, You know, it's it, food. when you're having these conversations, food might not seem like a big deal, but being able to keep kids contained in one area and feed them um, healthy food, it was really helpful. Um, but uh, other than that, I mean, it was – I'm sorry.
0: So uh, uh, It was uh, working with the
2: center for support schools.
0: Right. So it, are you thinking of doing this – it seems like uh, if you move forward on this, uh, Crystal and Jessica talked about what they're doing in their district. There's two follow-ups, one at your local district, your local high school, uh, and then the other is do you do, continue to do it in a more broad basis at the county, like one maybe in the fall, one in the spring down the road. Uh, so that the kids can come back and have maybe even a deeper conversation the second time around. Is that something that's on the horizon or th- being discussed?
2: Yep, that's our goal. Our goal is we we want to get the uh, planning committee together um, and for this to be you know a twice a year event for fall and spring. I would love to see you know the freshmen who participated this year to to continue with this all the way through to their senior year and then another group of freshmen and that's that's our dream is to to make this sustainable um and to make this just a, another thing that we do that's important to but it be, just becomes part of our our district culture and county culture
0: uh now did anyone have any detractors of uh, from the uh your community uh who might have uh not liked the idea of doing this Cause not everything's going I I, mean, I
2: had um, some folks there were, there are people who were concerned um, about I, I got two main concerns one was and part of it was I, I wrote an article um, for our local paper just about um, trying to to address these issues within our community um, and I did get some feedback one was out of just general concern about our students and making sure that they're prepared and willing to have this conversation. Um, I will say, you know, some, uh, there were some others who didn't see the need of this conversation um, and, you know, felt that sometimes things are better left unspoken about um, and not brought up. And, you know, it's, it's, that's a challenge in and of itself for us um, to work through that with some parents and from some community members who feel that sometimes these conversations are better left unspoken
0: all right we're coming to the end of our time i'm going to give you each uh, a few 30 seconds or so no more than that uh to wrap up some of your final thoughts Uh, jessica i'll start with you
1: um well i would like to thank dr smith and dr edwards for letting me be part of such a day and i look forward to, if the county can offer it again. Uh, our kids were excited about it here at Lawrence. They're excited about making change within our school itself, but also would like to see the next steps that Dr. Smith talked about where they get to interact with other schools. Because we we feel and we believe we, we have a strong base going, um, once there's a comfort level built up, then we can have conversations about how you feel, how I feel, and what has worked for us doesn't mean it will work for everyone, but ideas can be shared between peers, student to student, and staff to staff, which is another important part of, so staff can be prepared and ready to have hard conversations with a classroom of you know, 20 students sitting in front of them which they may not have had before.
0: Okay, uh, quickly, Crystal, uh, any final thoughts?
3: Sure, again, I'd like to thank Dr. Smith for his leadership and really spearheading this for all of us superintendents in Mercer County. I'd also like to thank my Board of Education and my local Lawrence Township Education Foundation because they did provide the funds for our share of uh, the participation. Um, Both of those organizations were very supportive of our participation and look forward to us um, still continuing this relationship going, going forward. And I think this is just the start of a wonderful thing that we're doing for our kids, ourselves, our families, our communities, and we've just got to keep it going.
0: Tom, uh, do you have any final thoughts? And, uh, I should say if anyone in another county across the state had any questions, they could probably reach out to you uh, if they wanted to do something absolutely. similar. Yeah. Uh, any final yep,
2: thoughts? Absolutely, without a doubt. Um, I'd just like to thank everybody for their willingness to take this first step. I do see it as a first step. I'm excited to I, – I, for what we can do um, going forward, but it takes all of us. Um, if one district you know, backs out, um, we can still continue, but it won't be as strong. So our hope is that everybody sees the importance of this work and I don't think anybody can doubt it. Um, one thing also, I think everybody should be incredibly proud of the students who participated. They were so professional um, and so proud of their schools. We had representatives from every high school in the county And every student just raved about their homeschool and really sincerely wanted to make it better. Um, So that's a wonderful thing. Crystal already thanked her board. I'd like to thank all the boards in in Mercer County for their willingness to, to move forward with this. But I think everybody should be proud of the work that we're doing to educate our students because the future is in good hands because I've seen it firsthand with our students. They were phenomenal and really ready to have this conversation.
0: Okay, that brings us to the end of this program, and I will say that uh, speaking to some of the board members, they were also very proud of their uh, superintendents for taking the lead on this as well. Uh, I'd like to thank Jessica, Crystal, and Tom for joining me on the program, Uh, and uh, thank you for listening, and I hope you found this uh, enlightening. Good afternoon and good night or whatever. Great. Bye now.
3: Thank you. bye Bye-bye.